are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. take our Bibles tonight and turn to the Old Testament, 1 Chronicles, if you would, 1 Chronicles chapter number 12, please, 1 Chronicles in the Old Testament chapter number 12. Uh, No doubt you've heard something preached in this manner before, but uh, this is an exciting night for the church, and I know it is. I know it's good. Isn't it good to see the children come and participate? I mean that with all my heart. They get kind of dressed up and get to come across, and uh, I just appreciate what the Lord is doing. In uh, 1972, I uh, was not yet saved, and I uh, had the opportunity to go to college. I didn't have any scholarships or anything like that, not a, not a whole lot of support towards that, and I went up to Oregon State University, and I really went there for one reason. There was a ROTC program up there that I was very interested in, and so I went up the uh, in the fall, obviously, in 1972, and and uh, registered for uh, all the classes I was supposed to take and also registered for the naval sciences. Uh, and in that, we learned about the military things. And I got in there to the first class and was ready to go. And uh, they uh, had a little presentation that day. And uh, a man stood up in front of us, uh, an upperclassman, a senior. And he started talking to us about the drill team. And I was interested in it. And I I was really interested, if you would, to participate in anything that I could so that I could possibly gain a full scholarship. And so I uh, volunteered for the drill team, which the next day we met outside, and they gave us this little helmet liner, if you would, that we put on, and on the back of the helmet liner was our last name. In the military, when you just get started, nobody knows your first name, nobody cares about your first name. It's always last name. On the back of my helmet liner was Fisher. And uh, the reason it was on there is so they could identify who I was when I messed up. Are you still with me? (laughs) And we were out there and we got into what's called a formation, if you would, and we got in rank and file and everything. And and, uh, as we uh, stood there, uh, the upperclassmen on the outside of the formation were going around uh, aggressively encouraging us to do right. In other words, they were yelling at us, amen, and uh, looking for things we were doing wrong, and they found plenty of them. And uh, when we began to march, when we stepped off, uh, the Bible talks about, if you would, a word, it's called rank, R-A-N-K, rank, R-A-N-K. And rank can be your status in the military, but rank can also be, if you would, the, the way you march in the way of keeping rank or keeping order or keeping the right arrangement. And now some of you that have been in the military, you know rank is the person next to you, the person beside you, not the person in front of you, not the person behind you, that's file. But rank, if you would, is when when the person next to you stands next to you, stands next to you, shoulder to shoulder to shoulder. The Bible speaks about rank in that way. Notice if you would in 1 Corinthians, or 1 Chronicles, I'm sorry, chapter number 12, look at verse 33. This is where David's group is gathering and God's gathering them to make them a great host. And notice what it says in verse number 33. It says, of Zebulun, such as went 
forth to battle, expert in war with all instruments of war. Notice how many there were. How many say it? 50,000. That's a lot of men, if you would. 50,000, think about a football stadium. But notice what God says about them when he editorializes. 50,000, which could do what? Say it, keep rank. And then he says this, they were not of double heart, which means they were single-hearted in what they were doing. When we began to march, if you would, on the second day and stepped off, uh, they started yelling at us a little bit. And I heard them say my name. They said, Fisher, you're lagging, you're lagging. And what that meant was as we were marching along, if I was uh, back just a little bit in my rank, if you would, shoulder, shoulder, if I was uh, back a little bit too far, they'd say, you're lagging, you're lagging. If you got too forward, if you would, in your rank as you were marching along, they would say, you're charging, you're charging. And, and they just kept uh, hammering us. And every once in a while, they'd stop the formation. And when they start to stop the formation, they'd start calling out names. And when they started calling out names, which it seems my name got called quite a bit, um, we were to do push-ups. And they would give us the amount of push-ups to do. And what they were trying to do, if you would, was break us down a little bit to take notice of something that was important to them. And what was important to them, if you would, was rank and file to keep perfectly in line with the person in front of you and to keep perfectly in line with the person beside you and stay in rank and stay in step. And I wanna tell you, after about three days of doing excessive amounts of push-ups, my peripheral vision grew, amen? <laughs> what I'm saying is that uh, you could look to your left and look to your right, especially though you always dressed right, which means the person to your left always was looking at you and, the, and you were always looking to the people on to your right, if you would. And if everybody kept where we're supposed to be, the rank, if you would, would walk down and be in the same line as we were supposed to do. But Fisher kept messing it up. And the men on the outside would say, uh, Fisher, Fisher, you're lagging, you're lagging, you're messing up the whole thing, you're lagging, you're lagging. And they'd stop the formation and I'd have to get down and do push-ups. About a week into that, I wondered if I had volunteered for the right organization or not. Well, I stayed with it, if you would, and after a while, it just becomes kind of involuntarily. And you start marching along, if you would, and by the way, I was on the drill team for four years, and the idea is, though, they kept saying, you gotta keep rank, and they would tell you if you're lagging, if you're a little bit, if you're charging a little bit, because they wanted you to be in perfect step, if you would, with the person beside of you, but not just in perfect step, in perfect line, in perfect harmony, to where when the command was given to turn one way, you, you did that. When the command was turned to about face, you did that. And everybody was somewhat mechanical in this. But the idea behind this was they wanted the drill team to have one heart, one mind. Function as one, if you would. And we became very close in that function. We drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled and went to competitions and everything. I want to tell you something that later on in my military career, uh, some of the things that they taught me on that drill team uh, had a lot to do with the success of what we did in some of the special units because I brought some of those things into special forces. I was in recon and I brought some of those things into what we were doing because what we needed out there, especially in adversity, was one heart, one mind. And it starts on the drill field, and then it goes, if you would, to where when you're out there operating and adversity comes, you don't uh, cut and run. You keep rank. 
You, you don't bail out on guys when it gets a little tough. You keep rank. What you're learning about tonight, if I love my church Sunday, if you would, you're learning and you're teaching your children how to keep rank. You're keeping them, you're telling them how to have a heart. And, and I know it's kind of every time I come, I kind of watch and, and watch the pastor work with them a little bit, if you would. And, and I know it's real cute and they're saying this and they say that and he makes fun of somebody. And, 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 and it goes real well because the idea is pastor's heart's in what he's doing. Would you agree with that? I'm going to say that again. The pastor's heart is in the Bibles. The pastor's heart is in the buses and the pastor's heart is in the broadcast. It's all about the ministry going forward and the pastor's heart and the pastor's vision. And we, we see up here and we see these little ones, but the little ones grow up. When I used to have hair, some of the ones that are now, if you would, were little, now, now they're up there and they're in that adult status, if you would, and, and now they're married and, and now they're having children. The children are coming up and they're, they're going in $1,000. But you don't know you're helping them to put their heart in the church that many, many years later, 25 years from now, who knows if their children will be up here putting their heart in the church. Look what it says again in 1 Chronicles chapter number 12, verse 33 of Zebulun. Such as went forth the battle, expert in war, with all instruments of war. It says 50,000, which could do what? Say it again. Keep rank. And then God makes this editorial comment. They were not of double heart. Which means they were single hearted. Look at verse number 38, please. Verse number 38. You're doing well tonight. It says this in verse number 38. All these men of war. That could do what? Say it again. Say it keep rank, came with a perfect heart to Hebron or Hebron to make David king over all Israel. David had been the king of Judah and now they came to make him king over all Israel and all the rest also of Israel were of, notice, one heart to make David king. And then verse number 40, the last little phrase of verse number 40 says, for there was joy in Israel. Brethren, when, uh, when, when people learn how to keep rank, when pe people learn how to not only be in step, but, but turn at the same time. And look, I, I want to make this clear to you. I'm talk not talking about every become, everybody come, becoming a clone. Everybody are individuals. Every, every personality is an individual personality that God works with, but doesn't he fitly frame us together? Doesn't he take his church and fitly frame us together and then jointly compact us? Doesn't he put the Holy Spirit in it to where we actually love each other and care about each other? And, and, and if you would, work beside each other and, and forgive each other and stay with it if you would. And then suffer with each other a little bit and rejoice with each other. It's the Holy Spirit that knits our hearts together and compacts us, if you would, and joins us together. And these kind of nights are so important. Uh, it's not just the money that's raised, although the money is important. It's the knitting of the heart. It's the vision coming together where you say next year they'll talk about uh, we've got these Bibles ready to go and we've got the broadcast going on and we've got the buses. And one of the things I've noticed around here for all the years that I've been coming, what they say they're going to use the money for is used for that purpose. You can trust that. On the many, many years that you've given for different projects and different things, they come out and God uses them, if you would, for his own glory. And what this night does, it, it, it forms us into a single heart. 
I know it says I love my church and they're, they're up here doing that, but all the work and the effort that uh, was done to, uh, to allow for the giving to participate and then the practice for the little children to say it and they're practicing and they're gonna say it just right and they do the best they can. You don't know when they're practicing, God's putting their hearts in this. God's knitting their hearts into this and God's, if you would, and then they grow up a little bit more. Now you see them in the elementary years and the teenage years, if you would, and their heart's still in. And then you see them as young adults and their heart's still in. And then you see them as married and their heart's still in. And then as they get a little older, I like the rich widows one, amen. <laughs> their hearts are still in. There's still purpose. There's still a plan. And one of the things that David had that God commented on these men that came to join him, even though they were experts of war, just because they were experts in their instruments of war, if you would, and, and, and they knew some of them were, were extremely good with all kinds of weapons of warfare at the time that took a lot of skill. If their heart wasn't knit, if their heart wasn't where they would keep rank, it would be utter chaos and confusion. There was a time and uh, we were in training and now uh, we're past college days, if you would. And, and uh, in December of that first year, uh, they did pick me up for a professor of naval uh, uh, resources, if you would, science, PNS uh, uh, naval scholarship. And they paid my way through, if you would. Praise the Lord for that. And I got uh, into the military and not with a big debt or anything like that for the school bill. And they helped me out. And when I uh, raised my hand for my commission, if you would, I didn't commission in the Navy, I commissioned in the Marine Corps, and I went into special forces. And I remember uh, one of the training missions that we had uh, reverted back to that uh, being yelled at uh, uh, constantly, if you would, for a little while to, to keep rank and to put your heart into it and to watch the person next to you, if you would. Watch the person behind that you're marching with and watch the person next to you and, and take note of the person next to you. And I became a squad leader and then I became a platoon commander commanding the platoon. And then when I went into special forces, we were out on a training exercise one time overseas. It wasn't a real warfare or anything like that. It was all simulated and uh, we had a recon unit out there and I was out there with seven guys. And uh, the whole idea behind what we were doing is uh, we had a mission to do and we were not to be seen and we were not to be, if you would, noticed or anything like that. And there's certain things of intelligence they wanted us to gather. And I remember one night we were, uh, we were hunkered down in a harbor site, if you would. There were seven of us. And, and for the recon guys, what you do, it's not a big platoon or anything like that. You keep radio silence. You keep uh, noise discipline. And when we went into the uh, missionary mission status, if you would, uh, there was no talking, and sometimes we wouldn't talk to each other for days. It'd just be hand and arm signals or writing little notes to each other, and, and it was just uh, we just kept silence with each other. And when you do that, you have to really rely on the guy next to you. Might, there might be a little whispering that goes on if a new mission came in or something like that, but all the, all the radio silence. And one night we were in a harbor site, and, and when you're in this harbor site, what you do is uh, you sleep facing outboard seven of us, it looks like a star, and you're facing outboard and only your feet are touching. And the idea is uh, with the feet, uh, one guy has watch and the other six guys are resting, if you would, and the next guy, and you bump the next guy with the feet, and all the feet, if you would, are, are uh, at, at each other's, uh, right in the, the vertex, the vortex of the circle, if you would. And uh, little did we know that we were laying there, and we were in some thicket, if you would, we were under some bushes, and this tank starts pulling in. And this tank starts backing up. 
And this big tank, if you would, like, like a regular tank, big-sized tank, they don't know we're in there. And they start backing up, and they're, they're, they're knocking down little trees, and they just keep coming, they just keep coming, and I'm in charge. And all of a sudden, these feet start tapping each other. <laughs> one guy taps another guy, one guy taps another guy, and they're all tapping their feet a little bit to make sure everybody's awake, and they're all waiting on me to tell them what to do. And I don't know what to do. I don't know what this tank is doing there. <laughs> Nobody's informed me that there were even be tanks in this particular exercise. But this tank just keeps backing up and backing up. And I want to tell you, if, ever, if you've never been around a tank, it's intimidating <laughs> when these treads are coming at you. And he's backing in, so the engine was just revving up, and they were backing in and going over these small trees and everything, and they were trying to get into a defilade position. And they just kept coming. And uh, one of the guys finally, you know, breaks a little science and he said, Sir, what are we going to do? And I didn't answer because my heart was going boom, 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 boom. And I didn't know what to do. And I just decided we're just going to stay. We're not getting up and moving. We're not giving away our position. And I want to tell you, right there I thought about when they were yelling at me back at college, it's time to keep rank. It's kind of hold in there. And that tank kept backing up. And they got, they got within about seven feet of us, stopped. And then they revved it up and it came back another three feet and stopped. And then I, I heard the, the engine and this tank, you know, we're, we're, we're down in this defilade position. We're all just laying there. And everybody think we're going to get run over. And I was just saying, no, let's just stay right here. And I was thinking, Lord, how am I going to, I didn't say Lord, but I probably did in another way. <laughs> just being honest. I wasn't saved at the time. But I remember thinking, how am I going to explain on this exercise that seven guys got run over by a tank? Well, they stopped. And when they stopped, they let the engine on idle, and two of the guys were on the back of the tank, and they were just talking, and they didn't have to worry about noise discipline or anything like that. And, th and they didn't know that laying right down there was seven guys, if you would, that uh, had a different mission to do, and they were just up there uh, uh, talking away for about an hour or so. And we just stayed, if you would, but I want to tell you something. Sometimes we're put in a situation where keeping rank is put to the test. And I know this is not a, a situation for me where you think about it and you go, well, you weren't being fired upon or anything like that. You weren't being shot at. No, not, not at that period of time. But I want to tell you something. It, it, the men, if you would, had to believe in each other. The men, the men had to keep their silence, if you would. The men couldn't cut and run. The men were not allowed to get up and go. The men were not allowed, please listen, the men were not allowed to function on their own that night. The men were under command that night. Are you still with me? The men were under a command, and even though some of them probably didn't, didn't agree with the situation and didn't agree with the decision about the situation, they still had to maintain their military discipline. You say, I don't get it, Brother Fisher. Sometimes in keeping rank, please listen. Your participation in this, you have to believe in the vision and believe that God has spoke to this man about what you're supposed to do next. And you need to believe, and I've saw, I've saw over the years, if you would, 
that God has blessed the vision of Pastor Treber and what he's doing, and you've got involved, if you would, in the giving, and you've got in the rejoicing in the thing, and you've watched God do different things at the church, if you would, and these Bibles and these buses and this broadcast is real important, and, and, and so you don't get the monies quite right and all the rest of it, I wanna tell you something, God knows the count and God knows the monies and God knows that. And you went over the amount tonight and you did what you were supposed to do. But the main thing is God knit your hearts together at this time, at this point, for another decision that needs to be made and another opportunity, if you would, to get the word of God out. And some of you college people are new here this year and you got to participate in your first I Love My Church and God's put in your heart, but he's training you for the future. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to some of y'all. He's training you for the future. Don't you think what goes on here, you go, well, that was nice and, and that was, it's been years and years and years in the making. It's been years of development. Uh, the monies are important and, the, and what comes across, but the work behind it, if you would, and everybody getting up here and rejoicing, if you would, and, and laughing a little bit and having a good time. Whatever you do, keep rank after church. Whatever you do when you go home, you keep rank after church. You mean, what do you, what do you mean keeping rank after church? You talk about it in a good way. Amen. You talk about it in a positive way. You, you talk about it, and by the way, when we, when we left that harbor site, we waited until about three, three in the morning, and the tanks, the guys were all bedded down. <coughs> and I bumped the guys on, the, on their feet, if you would, and uh, give them the... the, the the hand and arm signal that we were going to get up and move on out of there. And we, we moved out quietly, stealthily to our next checkpoint that we were heading for. We were at the checkpoint where we were supposed to be. And all I could think about was we're not supposed to leave this checkpoint till 3 a.m. in the morning. And I want to make sure that we obey the, the, the orders that we were given. And I don't want some tank that's out of place where they're not supposed to be to mess up what we're supposed to be doing. And later on, after the mission was all over and we debriefed, uh, that was brought up in the debrief. Brought up to who? It was brought up by the men to my commanding officer in the debrief. And he didn't know anything about it because I didn't report it. And the men were talking about it and they said, uh, uh, yes, sir, we were out there and uh, there was a tank backing up and the, my commanding officer was very interested in what that was all about, what was going on. But every man in there gave a positive report. Every man in there had no negatives to say about my decisions. Every man in there, if you would, kept rank. You see, there's a code of dishonor, but there's a code of honor also. And I wasn't putting their lives in jeopardy, but, but the mission stated that we were supposed to be at that point, at that checkpoint until 3 a.m. in the morning, and I wanted to make sure, if you would, that we obeyed those orders. Did you know what was going on? No, often in recon, you don't know what you're doing, why you're doing it. You just know you're supposed to do it and here's what they want. And they, they analyze it all. They analyze all the intelligence. They know what you're doing. We don't get to see the big picture all the time. We just know what the small picture is that we're supposed to be doing. And somebody else knows the big picture. I want you to know something tonight. God knows the big picture of what you're doing. God knows how he's going to use those buses. God knows how he's going to use those Bibles. God knows how he's going to use that broadcast. And you have the responsibility, if you would, to keep rank. 
to, 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 to give of yourselves a little bit, to sacrifice of yourselves a little bit. But those, those younger ones are seeing your, if you would, your example of this over the years, and they'll remember this, if you would. They'll remember these, I love my churches. They'll remember the guy over here that, that had all those stickers on, whoever that guy was. They'll remember, some of those little kids will remember that. And, and whether, that was, uh, whether that was just his personality or whether he really loved his church, 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 I don't know. But the main thing is it created some remembrance for somebody. The idea, please, is uh, God knows what you're doing and how you're doing and why you're doing and what you're doing, but we have no idea where that broadcast is going to go out to. We have no idea who that's going to reach. These men could keep rank. Please listen, they were not of double heart, which means they were single-hearted, which means they agreed with what David was doing. I want to show you one other thing. Look at 1 Chronicles 29. We'll be finished tonight. Look at 1 Chronicles chapter 29. Are you getting the thought and getting the message tonight? 1 Chronicles chapter number 29. One of the things a Bible college should teach is exampled, if you would, by the church tonight. And one of the Bible things a Bible college to teach is should teach the men and women not how to march in step, so to speak, and not how to keep rank and file, but they ought to be teaching in ministry how to have one heart. Please listen. And one heart doesn't constantly complain all the time. They, will, they were double-hearted in the church in the wilderness. What do you mean they were double-hearted? Constantly complaining about Moses. Constantly complaining about Moses. Uh, who gave you the right to be this? And who gave you the right to do that? Please listen. All Moses was supposed to do was get up every morning and check to see if the cloud had moved or not. Moses doesn't call in the shot. God was calling the shots. Moses would wake up in the morning and see if the cloud was stabilized, ready to go, or if the cloud was getting ready to move and it was cloud would get ready to move, he'd get the whole congregation ready to move. And you can just hear him murmuring, complaining, blaming Moses. He brought us out here to kill us. Moses didn't even know where he was going. He was just following the cloud. He didn't have it all figured out. He was just following the cloud. I'll tell you who was not double-minded. I'll tell you who kept rank, a man named Caleb. I'll tell you another man who kept rank, a man named Joshua. And God took special note of their hearts when they came back from the spies and said, we are well able. That was Moses' plan. Moses' plan was, we're well able. We're heading for the promised land. We know 10 of them couldn't keep rank. Come on, is that right? 10 of the spies couldn't keep rank and they discouraged the hearts of the rest of the people. I'm telling you all through this Bible, it's about where's our heart. Where, where, where's our heart in this? And David had a group that God brought together. Look at 1 Chronicles chapter number 29. And notice what David says. Stay with me. Verse 3. Moreover, because David says, I have set my affection to the house of my God. I have mine own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God. I'll guarantee you tonight, the leadership is given. Because down in verse number 6, it says, then the chief of the fathers and princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands of hundreds. This is, the, uh, this is the staff, this is the chain of command. The chief of the fathers, the princes of the tribe, the captains of thousands, the captains of hundreds with the rulers of the king. Work they offered willingly. Everybody got involved. And then notice verse nine, then the people rejoiced. 
You ought to rejoice tonight, church. For they offered willingly because with, would you say the next two words? Say it. Perfect heart. Verse number nine. Because with what? Perfect heart. That's keeping rank. They offered willingly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. I, I love to see Brother Treber after the offering. He's just rejoicing. Doesn't matter what it is. Because when he sees the effort, he rejoices over what God is doing in the hearts of people. Are you still with me? I mean, he's excited about it. I hope you go out of here excited about tonight. I hope you do. I hope you don't look at whatever happened that was good or bad or indifferent or whatever like that. I hope you see that it was God, the Holy Ghost, moving hearts together and knitting hearts together. And don't you know that every year the church needs its heart knit together again? Every year the church changes just a little bit. Every year the churches has uh, some people going out to do missions work and start churches and new people coming in. And every year you have new people that are saved and just getting going and their hearts need to get into this. And it's so important to be consistent with this particular night of I love my church. It starts back on December 1 when you start raising money and it ends with these buckets being brought. Uh, these buckets, notice how they're all lined up. You say, what's that about? Uh, rank is arrangement. What do you mean? Rank is when things are arranged in proper order. Look it up in the 1828 dictionary and you'll see. Uh, rank has to do with formations of people, but also it's rank when things are organized and arranged in a certain way. David's kingdom, if you would, was arranged and it showed up in Solomon's days when the Queen of Sheba came. The Queen of Sheba was impressed by Solomon's kingdom. Please look up here. That wasn't so much Solomon. That was David. Come on, are you still with me? We, we, we come in kind of, uh, kind of rough cut a little bit, and the Holy Ghost begins to fitly frame us and jointly compact us and give us a love one for the other. Come on, is that right? And we become a church family. And David, if you would, was rejoicing greatly. And look at verse 14 of 1 Chronicles 29. We're almost done. Look at verse 14. He said, David says this, but who am I? Notice the humility. And what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? And then David says this, for all things come of thee. He's talking to the Lord. And of thine own have we given thee. Let's remind ourselves tonight, everything that we have comes from God. And what we've done is we've given back to him in this vision. But notice verse number 10. And I'm just going to read this. And I want you to see the rejoicing that goes on. Wherefore, David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory. And then the majesty for all that is thine in heaven and in the earth is thine, thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. He says, both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thine hand is power and might. And in thine hand is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. Please listen. Before we leave tonight, You've given the offering, you've enjoyed, you've watched. You've watched hearts knit together. Uh, we should 
return thanks back to him. We should, after an offering, return thanks back. And by the way, it's, I know someone will stand and maybe pray a prayer representing everybody, but uh, one of the things that we get to do individually is to offer our praise and our worship to him. I pray that you'll go out of here thinking the buses, the Bible, the broadcast, that's the vision. Tonight we worked hard since December all through the Christmas time and everything to be able to sacrificially come up and give you the results of this tonight and there'll be more offering given towards this. God will increase this. But what we should not do is leave out of here tonight without turning around and giving Him some glory and thanking Him because we're talking about keeping rank with each other but let me remind you something. The main rank we're keeping is our heart knit with God in what He's doing. And one of the things the Holy Spirit would lead us to do would be to thank and praise. And that's why you see right at the end of First Chronicles, after the pattern is given for the house, after the offering is given, one of the last things that David does is says, we've just given back to you what you've given to us. You're the great one. You, you make all things happen. We want to honor you. We want to praise you. And David blessed the congregation. And may I say something tonight? Our children are out now and they've gone to their different uh, classes and settings. I want to say this, when we walk out of here tonight, they ought to run into some parents and some adults that have just praised the Lord a little bit and just thanked the Lord a little bit. Who knows if we'll come out, and don't take this the wrong way, who knows if we'll come out glowing just a little bit in our hearts. Because when we turn around and give thanks back to God for what He has done, we'll pat each other on the back and we're trying to keep rank and good job and boy, you did a good job and you heard the pastor telling the young ones you did a good job. Some of them will remember that. Don't, don't think those words were just idle words. Some of them will remember when the pastor said, good job, good job, good job. Because the Holy Ghost will allow that to be magnified in their heart. But what we want to make sure we do is turn around and thank God tonight. We've done what He's allowed us to do. Please listen. We wouldn't get along without the Spirit of God in us tonight. It's the Holy Spirit of God that holds us together. It's His church and He makes things consist. It's not the pastor holding this together. It's the Holy Spirit of God holding this together. Are you still with me? It's not the staff holding this together. It's the Holy Spirit of God holding this together. It's the Holy Spirit of God that holds us together, that holds our families and our marriages and our commitments to each other. And it's the Holy Spirit of God, if you would, through Jesus Christ. And you want to keep emphasizing the Holy Ghost because Jesus sent the Holy Ghost. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. Come on, would you agree with that? But we have the Holy Spirit in us and He's doing what Jesus commands Him to do according to Acts chapter 1. And tonight, we should turn around and rejoice and give Him thanks. Let's all stand to our feet. We don't need a bunch of music. Let's open up the altar a little bit. Let's thank Him a little bit. Let's praise Him a little bit. Let's let Him knit our hearts together a little bit. And you're welcome to come. And I don't know what your normal, uh, normal plan is or you wait for the music or call us. I'm just talking about do spontaneous what God would have you to do tonight. If you want to put some music on, that's great. But we need to thank Him. We need to praise Him. We need to give Him what's due His name. 
we need to realize it's him that's done this work tonight. It's him that's called this vision, if you would. It's him that's put this uh, concept together for Bibles and, and, if you would, for broadcasts and for buses. And they'll all be used to give him glory. It's important tonight that we turn around and bless him. It's important tonight that we turn around and give him thanks. And make sure you say in this manner, Lord, we've given back which thou hast given us. Please, Lord, work in the hearts of these young ones. Please work in the hearts of these who it's their first time participating. Please work in the hearts of those who newly were saved and watching this tonight for the very first time. Uh, please work with those that may be even watching from afar over the electronic media. Please watch what's going on. Please bless what's going on. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.